Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your book. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, Vice President of the Author Incubator, Jen McRobbie. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio. It's October 20th, and as you know, if you've been a longtime listener, every week on Book Journeys Radio, we speak to accomplished authors who've gone from just having an idea for a book to a finished book ready to make a difference in the world. And we have a huge treat for you today in the form of emotional freedom coach Jackie Viramontes. Jackie's website alone makes me excited to talk to her. You can find her on the web at www.upgradedwoman.com. Who doesn't want to be an upgraded woman? But Jackie is the author of I Can't Believe I Dated Him, The Art of Knowing When to Break Up, When to Stay Single, and When You've Met the One. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you so much. I love that intro. <laughs> well, I'm super excited <laughs> to have you here. I, becoming an upgraded woman sounds like a wonderful thing for, for myself <laughs> as well as anybody who might be listening, so that's good. <laughs> well, well can thank you, you. No, you're welcome. So just to start, um, can you please tell everybody what I Can't Believe I Dated Him is about and who it's for? Of course. Um, Well, I'm all about empowering women, which you might tell from the website, but I really wanted, (laughs) I really wanted to write a book where I empower them with something that steals their power most often, which I think is relationships. It's, I work Mm. with these independent entrepreneurial people, and then, you know, they find themselves in a relationship and they struggle with feelings they're not used to, like insecurity and doubt, (laughs) self-doubt. So I wrote a book to kind of reclaim that power from emotions because I think that's the first thing to steal our intentions and steal who we are and what we want to do. So the book is navigate some of those emotions that steal our power um, so that we're not, you know, letting our emotions run the show and keep us in a codependent relationship or keep us um, missing out on a could be really healthy and whole relationship because of, old emotions that we could get rid of if we just had some tools. So that's who it's Mm. for and what it's about. I love that. How did you come about this topic? Um, Well, as some (laughs) people know who are listening, who've worked with Angela, I really was fascinated with emotions and how they can take the strongest woman and kind of turn, turn us all into (laughs) Um, a confused like little girl in in a sense yes. where we're in a place and I really wanted to write a book about emotions and navigating each because I just found that certain personality types gravitated towards a certain reaction whether it was you know anger or jealousy or um, you know bitterness and I wanted to create a little guide for my clients um, on how Mm -hmm. to, given their personality, what they can tap into, some gifts they can tap into in their relationship. Mm. So, yeah, Angela really helped me take the emotional idea and my interest in that and focus it on relationships specifically. Oh, that sounds amazing. But because you had, like, all of these, 
you know, sort of big ideas. Was it hard to focus once you had this topic or did it come easily? Um, definitely not easy for me to focus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm definitely a thinker. So, you know, when you're um, a coach, you work with a lot of different topics. But mm-hmm. yeah. And emotions can clearly apply to all of them. So throughout that writing or planning process, my little monkey mind kept thinking, oh, but what about that? Or what about this? Or I'm also interested in that. And um, I really, it was really powerful to just choose relationships. Angela really worked with me on that. Um, And I just had to stay focused on that because it is where (laughs) I'm most passionate. (laughs) Definitely my most passionate clients is when it's in relationships. Oh, I can imagine. I mean, I, passion is, is a word that is often used in both the the positive and the negative for relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you wish you knew, like now that you've written a book and you have a book out there, what do you wish you knew before you started? That is a good question. Um, you know, a part of me, it was a big process in letting go of perfection, and I just wish oh. that someone had told me, you know, when you write a book, it doesn't have to be the book. It doesn't have to be the synthesis of all of your insights and everything you've learned and everything <laughs> you know how to help someone with. I, I wish someone had just said, okay, pick one tool you use with someone, and that can be the first book. Like, pick the one you have the most fun teaching or sharing and just pick that one. Because I think in the initial planning, I tried to shove everything in there. Um, And it's like the best books are just one idea, and someone comes away really owning that tool. So I really wish I knew that. Yeah, I think that's I think that's good advice for for any of you that are out there that are that are sitting and waiting, you know, wondering if you should write a book, pick one little thing. Um because I I know at least I this is me and Jackie, you can tell us if this is true for you. I have several unwritten books on my computer sort of hidden away in the <laughs> file. And I think just like you, many of them have remained there because it's sort of like the kitchen sink. It's the brain dump. So I can't really focus on it because it's too many topics. So have you tried to write a book in the past and failed? Um, yes, exclamation mark. <laughs> um, I I always have loved writing, so I could count all the ones I probably started when I was little. Um, oh. But I'd say like every year I'm thinking about three different book topics from the time I wow. was a little child. So I'm like, wow. none of them are finished clearly, which is why I ended up doing this. But yeah, never <laughs> did it. I And I think it was that um, little distraction that I mentioned before, which is that just being interested in too many things. You know, if I was just yeah. interested in one thing, I could have finished a book, but there was just way too many categories, way too many topics swimming in my mind. So um, definitely being able to pick one helped me finally finish. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I would do the program over again just to be able to get one one done. Oh, that that's fantastic. But, you know, we talk about, like, all these different ideas that that you had and that we all have. And do you think that you have other books in you? 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, and I think everyone I went through the program with, we all, through the writing process, knew what our, we wanted our next book to be about. Oh, um, wow. Because, yeah, I just think in writing it, you then see the next layer, and you also, you know that, like we would joke, like, this will be the the worst book I ever wrote, but in a complimentary <laughs> way, where we learn so much through it, like anything you you want you're excited to write another one so i've definitely um i'm i'm trying to drive this one home and really own it and but i i have other books i want to write <laughs> oh that's good news i'm i'm always happy to hear that that people aren't one and done and and not that that's a bad yeah. thing because i think sometimes you can you know put your idea out there and then be done with the process but it sounds to me, and this is my next question, um, did you enjoy the process of writing then? Um, I I really enjoyed the process. Uh, I really enjoyed <laughs> the process of writing. <laughs> um, the deadlines were very difficult, but they also uh, were my saving grace because that was what I needed to actually finish writing, have a finished yes. date. Um, but I... I think something I really took away from it and that which made me choose, you know, the author incubator over some other programs that might be similar is there is that sense of really honoring and nurturing that inner author, as we learn to call it, um, Mm -hmm. and, and really getting into that place of where you are, that passion place where you're really excited Mm -hmm. to share and help and talk to your ideal reader and start writing from that place. So I did really enjoy, um, you know, I had a routine of waking up early in the morning and making tea and finding my little meditation <laughs> corner and then writing. And and that was really grounding for me because I, I think that like so often I, you know, if I, I work for myself, there's, there's no, there's no routine unless you really force yourself into one. And it really created this structure that I've like maintained since ending the book. Um, Oh, really? I I did enjoy that part. Yeah. Yeah. The routine that came out of it was really beautiful. I love that, that one of the things that's come out of your book is a, a more calm morning for you. (laughs) Oh, totally. Where I do get to, yeah, it's amazing. That's amazing. What was different about writing or publishing a book than you expected? Well, the writing part um, for me was different because you have an idea of what writing a book's like, and definitely the speed that we had to write the book was different than I expected. (laughs) How quickly did you write your book? Uh, Oh, my gosh. Um, I guess the actual writing process, I think, in itself was five weeks or four and a half weeks or something like that. Um, I know it's wow. like three months. I did the three, I did the three month program, not the three day, but gotcha. Yeah. The writing itself and everyone who asked, though, how long did you, how long did it take was like blown away. And I kept being like, <laughs> you can do it too. So that was surprising. And then the publishing was interesting. Um, Cause I'm from a journalism background and I, just going through school, you just learn how competitive and kind of cutthroat the publishing world is. Uh, and I just was blown away by how supportive it was and how supportive some of the partners that we worked with were. And even people mm-hmm. like friends and family coming out of the woodworks to support and spread the word, like people from 
high school that I hadn't talked to in years were buying it and or writing a review and that was just, that was really beautiful for me and I I was surprised and it was really affirming in the publishing it's process. Really, it is. It's really nice when you know, something means so much to you. Like when you write a book, it means a lot to you. And it's so nice when you see other people reflecting that back mm-hmm. on you, yes. isn't it? And people you don't expect. Like I think I, I, w- I was shocked by how many men responded um, oh. really well, even though it's clearly catered towards a woman. Um, so that's <laughs> just interesting. That That part's very cool to get to see how people react to it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, I mean, that that brings us to a slightly different topic that, you know, your book is aimed at women, um, but can it serve men or other people, you know, or people that have, have same-sex relationships or, you know, cis relationships or whatever? Can your book serve those people as well? Oh, yeah. Any, anyone with feelings, it will help. Um, <laughs> and I... I, I I think that, that means the human race, but I could be wrong. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so, you know, I just tend to attract, you know, women, heterosexual women who are, you know, 20s, 30s. But so I just wrote it to them. So I got to stay really focused with my language. But right. I've also worked with men and I, I work with people who, you know, homosexual, bisexual, and it's like we all have this human um, struggle of letting fear drive our behavior when, you know, our heart is leading us towards something else. So yeah. anyone who oh wants to kind of live more out of their heart is is who the book is for. Uh, that's I, I think that's so valuable because I find, at least just personally, and you can comment on this, that when I'm operating from a place of you know, like happy emotions or where I'm feeling good, that not only does that impact the thing that I care about, but it impacts the rest of my life too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so like if I'm happy at work, for example, I'm happy with my relationship, <laughs> you know, or vice versa. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> so which it made it so hard over, to keep right? staying focused. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, oh, but I really want to share that example about this health issue, and I really want to share this example about grief and trauma and like another book Jackie another book let it go (laughs) so though that's and that that leads us to this question did you just let it go or did when these other ideas came up how did you handle them and cope with them um uh well sometimes (laughs) I couldn't let it go and an editor would just say "Mm, nope off topic this is not in your plan interesting (laughs) which was great working with the editors. Um, there were like three editors, I think, helping out. Um, and then <laughs> since the planning process, that was something that surprised me too of, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. the longest period in this whole journey is the planning process and outlining it. And um, we we did that outline that really helped with how my brain works of kind of putting all the ideas on note cards and then organizing them. So, you know, oh. if it's not on the note card, if it's not on the plan, like, it's not making it in the book. Like, I already <laughs> spent four four weeks or six weeks or something just planning this. Like, whatever this distract, distraction is, is not making it in because I put so much, too much effort into lining this all up. So I, And I think I never did that. I never outlined 
when I was trying to write books before. So with what made me distracted and not finished in the past, that was already when I started writing, not really an issue because I was so committed to this plan that had also been edited. um, Oh, I love that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so having a, a, a plan and sort of the accountability of having it written down and having spent so much time on it <laughs> made you want oh, to yeah. produce that. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. And it's I think like anyone, there'd be note hear. cards. Oh yeah. Like the, you'll have note cards that are off topic and you just take those note cards and you let it go into another book idea. Like put that in a drawer and say that, okay, that's next book, not this book. And that was, that helped me let it go. I'm not saying never. I'm just saying not now. Right. Yeah, of course, of course. But now you have a drawer full of book ideas so that when Jackie is ready to, you know, focus on that again, look at you. You can just pull out a note card and get writing. Exactly. (laughs) Did you experience, so we talk about like all of these different ideas and sort of the shiny object syndrome, but did you experience any writer's block once you got focused? Um, Definitely. I think, yeah. Like, I think that's pretty normal. I definitely had writer's block yeah. where, I, you know, I love writing when it's flowing out of me and it feels like poetry, you know. Yes. And uh, that that yeah. wasn't the case. Like, I was, it was kind of a hectic time. I I did two different flights over the course of those four weeks. And I, I wow. couldn't just have a normal, like, oh, I wake up with my, in my own house. So I think that kind of was scattered, and I you have to finish it. Like if you don't have it done, it's not done. And um, right. And I think at one point I even was like emailed a frantic email like, can I have an extension? And it's like, sure, <laughs> but it's gonna have this fee. And I'm like, okay, thank you. I also was like, thank you for the fee because I my heart does not want to keep extending this on myself. So definitely uh. writer's block. But um, something that we were taught which if listeners have read the book is connecting to that ideal reader. So really remembering that, okay, I might not be, I might be lost for words as I'm writing, but I'm, I'm a talker obviously. And I, I'm never lost (laughs) for words when a client sitting in front of me. So why am I lost for words when I'm writing? So just really pretending like, okay, they pretend that this, client just came in that this is the topic they just brought to the table and you're now responding or you're now going to use a tool like how would you explain it to them and I would honestly I I love that strange but I honestly start maybe saying it out loud like okay let me just explain this to you or I'd talk to my husband or talk to my (laughs) sister who I was traveling with at the time and say okay let me just talk this out and then I'd be able to write it and and it really changed like now I don't even really believe in the word writer's block It's just like, oh, you're disconnected. You're disconnected from who you're talking to is how I think of writer's block now, which doesn't give me that scary, oh, my gosh, what if I have writer's block? It's like, oh, just talk to a real human being and you'll be fine. (laughs) That's such a great way to turn writer's block on its head. I've never heard anyone refer to it that way. And that's, I mean, that's fantastic because you're right. Writer's block really just means that you're, it is a signal that you're veering off course. Yes, it doesn't mean exactly. that you have nothing to say because clearly most of us have a lot to say. 
That's why we're here, talking on the radio about your book, right? But, no, I love that idea um, that writer's block is really just a, a disconnection from your from your ideal reader. That is such a good and powerful tool um, to kind of refocusing yourself on your project. Mm-hmm. When you were writing your book, did you – imagine it completed before you started or were you just sort of head down and working until you got to the end? Uh, Well, another way for me when I did hit a a, a disconnection, we'll call it, um, (laughs) was really picturing, okay, what do I really want this to be? And I think a lot of people in the healing world, you know, we think about what's our intention. So that was a big thing for me of, Every time before I started writing was reconnecting to my initial intention was, okay, I, I, I don't want, you know, some how-to book. I really just, I really want to empower these women. I really want them to close the book and, and feel that, you know, there's nothing they need to fix about how they feel or fix about their patterns. Um, like, I really just want them to know that these things they're dealing with are signals of strengths that they have. Um, and I really want them to feel empowered. So I definitely always did that before I started writing each time of just connecting with my intention of what the reader would feel like when they were holding it or when they were flipping to a chapter. And that was um, really grounding for me and I think really important for anyone who's thinking of writing. I think you're right. And and what I really like about that, Jackie, is that it, it doesn't take long for you to to ground yourself and connect with that reader or that moment, that feeling. Mm-hmm. You can do that in, you know, minutes. Yeah. It's not minutes. something you have to take, you know, you don't have to do an hour-long meditation in order to, <laughs> you know, connect Mm-mm. with your reader. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hopefully not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully. Or if you do, maybe, at least this would happen to me sometimes when I was writing, I would sit down and I would think I was connected to my reader and then I would, my brain would flit around like a, you know, yeah. little bird. And um, Angela gave me the permission to follow some of those. Um, mm. You know, like I always, this is so weird. I always wanted to um, clean my basement when I was supposed to be sitting down to write. And I think it's because that's like the one thing that I always put off until last, right? Like who cleans their basement? That's weird. Um, And Angela, when I told her about this, she said to me, well, why don't you just go clean your basement? And I'm like, but I'm supposed to be writing. And she's like, just just go do it. And lo and behold, every time I'd go down into my basement and I'd start to clean, and then my brain would always come back to the book. And then I'd run upstairs to my computer and just start pounding out, like, you know, words. And I think think sometimes you just have to, you know, spend those few moments connecting. Like, it's like you said, that few moments, those few moments connecting and and kind of getting back to why you're Mm -hmm. even writing this book in the first place. And and I think that applies to both. Yeah, snap out of your brain. Snap it, exactly. If fiction, nonfiction, I don't think it really matters. I think we all, if you are an author or a writer, you have a why, right? A why you're writing your book. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think connecting with that is so important. So if someone is out there listening and is literally tearing their hair out right now from 
from frustration because they can't get their book finished. What advice would you give to that person? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I just, I honestly believe, you know, if, if you're already in a profession, you're already helping people, you already have a heart to serve, like think about your book that it's it's not about you. It's not about you writing a book. Mm-hmm. It's about like all those people maybe you can't reach through your service. They live somewhere they can't afford a you know, a whole the full package. Like think about them mm. and, and that you could put a book in their hands and like in three months that could really help them. And yeah, I would just really say in, in like the most loving way, you know, it's not about you. It's about all of these people who can potentially read it. And then it becomes not this ego-driven thing of I'm not, oh, I'm not ready to write a book or like all those oh. voices that might be in your head that are telling right. you you're not ready um, or, or you know, you don't have the credentials or the little letters on the end of your name to write it. <laughs> it it's not about <laughs> you anymore, you know, like because I had all those same voices in my head and I, I just wish it was like, you know what, Jackie, not about you. Think about the people that will pick it up and it'll be exactly what they need at that time when they read it. And, and think about that person. And I think it helps to wipe out all those fear voices that come up. Oh, that's, that's, so, that's such good advice because it really is a fearful process, isn't it, writing a book? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> what was scarier, writing your book or releasing it to the world? Ah, oh, releasing it to the world as, as the day approached. <laughs> releasing it to the world. Because you know, your grandparents are out there. Yeah. You, you know, like there's personal stories. Your ex-boyfriend. For me, it was like I have, I dated people, and, and I was terrified <sighs> oh. that they think the book was about them, and some of them did. And it's like I'm not writing it for them or to, or to you know, protect me feeling awkward. I'm writing it for this other group of people. Wow, that's so that a really good point. <laughs> did you, did you want to sing to all of them? You probably think this book is about you, don't you? Yeah. Don't you? <laughs> did anyone come out after you wrote the book to complain about any stories you had in there? Oh, well, the thing is, I didn't really have any stories except in the intro. There's, you know, it's almost like an intro into this is the topic we're going to be discussing. But right. no one would know really who they were talking about. So I did oh, have good. people think it was about them, and they <laughs> did think I wrote a memoir. And I feel bad saying that, but it's like they thought I wrote a memoir, and I was like, just read the subtitle or just open. You'll see it's not about, yeah. Right, like don't be afraid, really. Read my book. Yeah. <laughs> it's not It's not a treatise on why you're a bad person. It's really something different. <laughs> Like, oh, that's fantastic. Not well, Jackie, yeah. our time is drawing to a close, so I will just ask one last um, short question, and that is, um, what's the best thing to come out of having your own book? Uh, um, definitely, I'd say, well, one, all the emotional growth you go through while writing it, and two, the uh. trust that you build with potential clients and readers. I just feel a sense when people call now that there's this immediate trust because they already know what I'm about and they know that I've written that and they know that I care enough to write it. And I think the third thing is it 
it definitely it filters people out that you wouldn't oh. you know it wouldn't be ideal for you to work together anyway you know like they see that I kind of am more sassy and take a more direct approach to dealing with things and someone who doesn't resonate with that or they want someone who has a different attitude um they can they like they would find that so it's good for them it's good for me it's definitely like a filter and a trust builder Oh, that's so great. So if listening to Jackie has made you want to call her, um, you can contact her through her website, www.theupgradedwoman.com. She's also on Facebook at The Upgraded Woman, and her Twitter handle is JP Viramontes. Jackie, thank you so much for joining me today. I loved talking to you about your book. Yeah, thank you so much, Jen. It was wonderful. And, and write your great. book, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Get out there, write your book. So we're, I'm, I'm getting ready to turn on the closer music. You don't need to listen to it. Go out, write your book. Join us next week on the next Book Journeys Radio. This has been another episode. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.